Good crypto. Binance US is opening this week. Bad crypto. Trump may issue an executive order banning a crypto. Good crypto. Africa is using blockchain to drive change. Bad crypto. Roger Ver. <laughs> and Bcash are back in the news. <laughs> Good crypto. It's Miller time as you can now play a blockchain-based trivia game. Bad crypto. China plans to kill most of the world's Bitcoin mining operations. And more bad crypto. Uh, France and Germany say they will oppose uh, Facebook's Libra. Is that bad? I don't know. That's I don't know if it's good or bad. It's, it's crypto. What's the score? Good crypto three. Bad crypto four. <sighs> and that's good because otherwise we'd have to change the name of the show. This and other news in our bad news episode number 310 of the bad crypto podcast. Five, four, three, Hello and welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, where we're just a little bit more bad than we are good. That's true. (laughs) Really thought you were going to say Travis Wright, man of one word. That was actually two words. Two words today, and that is Travis Wright. I'm Joel Common. Welcome to the show for the Crypto Curious and the Crypto Serious. We are the blockchain blockheads, the crypto clowns. Some call us crypto medians. Well, Travis calls us that. Well, but they're not they're not accurate when they call us that. We're okay. We're we're crypt- we're okay crypto medians, I guess. But yeah. um yeah, we're good. So also, folks, if this is the very first time that you tuned in, this is our bad news episode where we're gonna talk all about the news. Doesn't and mean it, the news is bad. Doesn't mean the news is bad. It means our show is bad. It could but, be bad news. You don't know. It's true. That's true. So I want to remind you all, if you have are just trying to learn about blockchain, trying to learn about Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, go to badco.in forward slash basics and uh, listen there. We got 10 top episodes there that will give you the foundation of everything pretty much you need to know to get going, to do your own research into the crypto world. And if this is the first time you've tuned in, please uh, follow and subscribe to us. We like to have subscribers. Travis, we're so basic. That's true. We are basic. Thank you for that, Mr. Jokom. I, I just want to get people set up, get them going, right? Get yeah. them going in the right direction. It's good to do. Absolutely. And and one way to get them going in the right direction is to point them to our sponsor, eToro, because you want to be smart when you're trading the cryptos and you want to work on one of the platforms that has credibility, that's been around a long time, that you can trust. Well, eToro has over 11 million people around the world that are trading on the platform. That's pretty big, over a trillion dollars in trading volume just last year alone. So the other cool thing about it is they've got a social network. So you don't have to be a stranger. You don't have to do this alone. You've got all of these millions of people that are trading cryptos and you can engage and interact with them. You can follow them and you can even test trade with a virtual portfolio of 100,000 fake dollars. Fake fiat. It's like, it's like an oxymoron. 
So here's the thing. If you want to get some free bad coin socks from us, you can still do that. All you got to do is open an account at eToro, fund it with $50 or more of dirty fiat, and then open a position in whichever the cryptos on the platform you want. Go to badco.in forward slash eToro to learn more. And while we have sent out a ton of socks, there's dozens of you who downloaded eToro but you haven't made your first deposit yet, which means no socks for you. If you're one of those people, now that you've opened the account, fund it with at least $50 and then open a position, send us your screenshot so we can get you your Bitcoin socks. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, you haven't really done anything. That's true. We, we, we verified it on the back end. And so it's got to make sure that you have made the deposit and opened up a, opened up a trade. So maybe bought some cryptos as well. That's what triggers the socks coming at you. And I would suggest hurrying up because we're running low on the sock flow. Mm -hmm. You want to be a sock triggerer, badco.in forward slash eToro. Okay, we got lots of news, so let's get to it. And taking a look at the coin gecko, the lizard of coins, it is September 18th, 2.45 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Market cap, 272 billion Bitcoin at 10,183. Ethereum on a nice run, 17% this last week at 211 right now. XRP, 31 cents. Bitcoin Cash, $326. Litecoin, 78. EOS, 409. Tether, a buck. Binance, 2172. Bitcoin SV, 120. And rounding out the top 10, Cardano at a nickel. Yeah, but right underneath that is Stellar at number 11 at 7.7 .7 cents. This past week has gone up 31%. And uh, that's pretty incredible. Another thing that's incredible is Bitcoin's dominance has gone down from like 71% or whatever it was down to 67%. So I don't know if this is the sign that it is uh, alt season is beginning. But over the last seven days, we have seen quite a bit of movement, right? You mentioned that XRP up almost 20%, Ethereum up 17%, Litecoin up 10%, EOS up 8%, Cardano 13%, Stellar up 31%. So maybe this is the beginning of altcoin season, Mr. Jocom, but hard to say we are not financial advisors. Nope, nor do we have a crystal ball that effectively works. But it is interesting that many of the top alts are moving up while Bitcoin appears to be going sideways. So we'll uh, keep our eye on that and see remember, what Remember back whenever it was the main big bad bull season and, you know, you had, you had Bitcoin's dominance way up there. And then by the time it was all done, Bitcoin's dominance got down to like 30-something percent. So I was like, a lot of money from Bitcoin got poured into the altcoins back in the day. Maybe that will happen again. Who knows? We're just going to keep an eye on it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Well, in the news is Mr. Bobby Lee. Bobby, of course, you may have heard the interview on episode number 309 that Rachel Wilson did with Bobby Lee. He is back in the game. Uh, and he has created some new Bitcoin wallets, his ballet. Ballet is the startup name. And his uh, new wallets, according to an interview in Yahoo Finance, say that these are for normal people and give regular people access to cryptocurrency. Yeah, he goes on to say that it's like cash. Once you load it with Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, the device has everything it needs to access the funds. Because so it can be used as a gift to give to someone or you can just store it in a safe deposit box. This is a completely offline. There's no hacking risk. So he says. 
final last words, which is good. He also had predictions to make. Yeah, he, uh-huh. I guess, he got out of crypto around the top, and since it's corrected, he has now said that Bitcoin. Well, here's here's the actual quote: "We are in one of many many cycles to come. Any cycle will take us to higher and higher heights. I'm quite confident, sitting on my Bitcoin investment, that in a very short amount of time we'll exceed twenty thousand and go to fifty thousand. 100,000, even 200,000. And then he wanted to make sure that people understood what a short time was. So he says, when I say a short time, I don't mean minutes or hours. (laughs) I mean months, if not a few years. That's good. I'm glad he clarified because in a short time, wait, now? Now? Are we there yet? What about now? Now? Nope. Yeah, no. So good. Uh, Bitcoin wallets that anybody can use is is always a good thing. And of course, there's a number of companies that are making them. In fact, I want to give a shout out to a cool wallet I'm holding here in my hand. You should have one of these, too. They sent us the new cool wallet S. Did you get one of these? I did. Yeah. Have you take have you popped it open yet? It's beautiful. Seems to work nicely. Yeah. It's like it's got a little base that you plug into your USB and mm-hmm. you slip the card in it. And so uh, Cool Wallet continues to innovate. They are not a sponsor of Bad Crypto, but wanted to let you know that. like them anyway, nonetheless. All right, let's talk a little bit of news about Trump. Trump has an executive order potentially banning cryptocurrency that could mutate into a far-reaching law, says Forbes. Now, this is kind of clickbaity. This is kind of clickbaity. There are at least 20 bills right now related to blockchain in various stages being considered by Congress. and uh, But only one of them is imminent, potentially urgent concern to crypto users, says Jason Brett, founder of the CE and CEO of the Value Technology Foundation. Uh, Senate Bill 1025, which could be approved as soon as Monday, uh-oh, will essentially make a law, an executive order signed by U.S. President Donald Trump that will ban U.S. citizens, permanent residents, and organizations from buying, holding, trading, or spending Petro, the cryptocurrency created by the Venezuelan government. So that's not a big deal. Well, it's it's not, you know, to us right now. The question is, if he issues an executive order banning one crypto, then what happens with others? Is it setting a dangerous precedent? Potentially. So the law has attracted 19 sponsors, including Marco Rubio, little Marco, right? <laughs> and Richard Durbin of Illinois. Is that, is that uh, Danang Dick? I don't know. Dick. Yep, that is. Yep. <laughs> it is Danang. Okay. Oh, so it was, it was interesting. I participated in a, in a tweet thread today on, um, so they called, uh, it was trending right now on Twitter, Dummy Beta, which is <laughs> a horrible what? nickname. He missed it. It could have been beta. He just should have called him beta, right? If you just called him beta, then that would have been an insult. I give dummy beta three out of 10. You could do way better than that, Trump. Not impressed with that one. Um, Not impressed with you banning cryptos, although Venezuela does need a smack on its hand because that is the the Petro that uh, the dictator down there is basically using future oil reserves as a crypto now and taking that value now and you know that that could hurt future generations of venezuelans so i'm not really a big fan of the petro and uh, neither is trump but him banning future and additional cryptos could be some treacherous stuff there dummy beto <laughs> it's a horrible nickname it's not it's it's horrible it's not a, not his best work but no. he's still 
still the world's greatest troll. I mean, you, you got definitely trolls. You got to hand them that. Second okay. In other news, Binance is getting ready to launch. Actually, should be launched as of today, as we're recording, at Binance US. So they're supposed to begin accepting account registrations. There are 13 states in which you cannot launch uh, partake in Binance US. They're probably the same states that you can't sign up for eToro. Alabama, Alaska, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Louisiana, New York, North Carolina, Texas, Vermont, and Washington. You cannot sign up because those states have decided that you're not allowed to crypto. So. What do you do? VPN or what? Yeah, I guess. Well, I don't know. We're not going to tell anybody to um, to go around the system. You guys figure that out for yourselves. And have I would fun say with write it. your congressman and say, congresswoman, and say, what? The WTF. So I'm actually launching right now, Binance.us. There it is. And you can sign up. Zero fees for all trading pairs before November 1st. This is cool because I was using Binance and of course oh. they shut off Binance to the US so they didn't waste any time in creating this for US citizens. It's true. Binance is interesting, but again, I would also suggest eToro, uh badco.in forward slash eToro. Binance isn't giving you no bad coin socks. Nope, no socks for for Binance. You'd see Z's happy when you sign up, but that's it. Yeah, he's the only one that's happy. Roger Ver back in the news again. The headline on Bloomberg, Ver's Bitcoin.com, which is not Bitcoin, seeks to launch derivative for Bitcoin Cash, which includes a futures contract. Mm. Yeah, so basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to create more volume so they can get from number four overall to number three or to number two. And they need to have more volume. And so to generate that volume, they're going to begin to create a Bitcoin Cash Futures product on the CFTC regulated exchange. And uh, yeah, they're going to check it out, creating a Bitcoin Cash Future, which is interesting. So we'll see how that goes. So what do you think about this, Mr. Travis, right? I'm still not a fan of the branding that they have around Bitcoin.com. Yeah, very confusing. And now you're going to go to Bitcoin.com to do Bitcoin Cash futures. I don't know. It's just a it is a, a challenging thing that they've done with that. The confusion is not good, especially for people who are brand new, right? And he's they've done some pretty nefarious things, like actually calling Bitcoin Cash Bitcoin on their app, and then calling Bitcoin Bitcoin Core. And so I don't know. Very confusing. The world does not need more confusing confusion when it comes to crypto, in my opinion. So, mm. Well, the world's your, confusing enough. Get your shoes together. If you are an investor in precious metals, this is interesting. It's not really crypto, but it does kind of tie into the fact that anytime there's financial markets, there is scamming going on. And you discovered this story. Apparently, three JP Morgan metals traders have been charged under the racketeer the RICO laws mm -hmm. in our country. Uh, well, basically, the U.S. prosecutors are saying that the price fixing at J.P. Morgan it described how their, their precious metals trading desk was basically operating inside the bank as a criminal enterprise for nearly a decade. Now, there's so much paper gold and paper silver out there that's not actual physical gold or physical silver. And so the results of all that allow them 
to manipulate and keep the price low. And so we've seen over the last couple of weeks where, you know what, silver got up to 20 bucks. Is it still around 20? I've not checked recently. I know gold got up to 1500 oh, something. It fell a bit. I think silver got back down to like 17 or so. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely going to be some movement long term on some of those because if they've been holding the price down for over a decade, you'd expect to see some movement. So they are, you know, they said that the desk has been involved in thousands of episodes of, you know, criminal manipulation uh, over the past eight years. And that's what the RICO statute is meant to punish. So those three are being punished. And which is funny how Jamie Demon, he always says how Bitcoin's a scam whenever they're actually, you know, facilitating scams within their own company. So now what's their fine going to be? What's their punishment going to be? It's a little tiny slap on the wrist. That's what seems to normally happen to these folks at these big banks. Meanwhile, on the other side of the world, last November, there was a decision in China to ban Bitcoin mining. And apparently they are going ahead and, and moving on that. So actually, this is this is some news back from, um, you know, early 2018, but they've still not banned all of the Bitcoin mining operations within their country. So this there's just been some new news and some new information popping up about that. So you know, just keep that in mind. The Chinese government is is trying to end Bitcoin mining operations. They've not completely done it yet, but there's been some. They they announced it back in April of 2018, but they're still in the process. So who knows what's going to happen on that? Just some news is circulated again about that. So there might be some action on that. If that happens, well, what, what can they do to the price of Bitcoin? Well, what's interesting is that this demonstrates how governments just don't know what to do. Right? They're conflicted on this they mm -hmm. they say they're going to do one thing and then they you know do discovery and and you know here in the u.s nothing happens right mm -hmm. there's where's the regulation we're still waiting on clarity from the internal revenue service on how they're treating crypto i thought that that was supposed to come months ago yeah well that's the way it is and they're trying not to overregulate to understand um so who knows we'll see all right, so on the other continent to the west, Africa, in Nigeria, in Kenya, they're using blockchain to drive change. This article on Cointelegraph says blockchain adoption in Africa is on the rise. All these different industries, transportation, gaming, lottery, there's more reports of companies using decentralized ledger technology across the, uh, the various countries there in Africa. Yeah. And if you look at this, there's this interesting chart there that compares Africa to other top fintech countries. So the GDP per capita for Africa, African countries, is about $1.9 trillion a year. Is that what that is? Mm -hmm. uh, looks like it's trillions representing. And then what, the United States is $64 trillion, Is that correct? China's $10 trillion, Switzerland, I don't even know those numbers. Oh, GDP per capita. Okay. $1,900 and $30 per person there. On average, it's $64,000 per person in America, 82000 for people in Switzerland. But the unemployment rate in Africa is huge. It's over 6%. Inflation rate's nearly 10%. And there's there's very few you know fintech companies there, comparatively speaking. But those numbers seem to be growing. And they are working towards uh, utilizing blockchain-based solutions to help with a lot of different industries over there. And 
And uh, they're, 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 the Nigerian government is even setting its sights on decentralized technology, maybe even help some of the stuff in their government, because there's a lot of corruption in a lot of those uh, a lot of those countries there. And, you know, a lot of the wealth sort of just trickles up to the that the top people there. And it's the, the rest of the people are left to be so poor. So hopefully this can, can fix some of that, add some transparency, add some blockchainification, sprinkle in a little salt and pepper and uh, you get yourself a good recipe. Yeah, one of the examples in Nigeria is that their road transport union has partnered with a firm that is involved in insurance and healthcare to basically track passengers on the blockchain. And there's a lot of reasons to do this, um, not the least of which is that there's kidnappings, right, mm -hmm. for people that are traveling on the road and law enforcement has a difficult time keeping up with, you know, what's going on there. But, uh, you know, it's it's practical uses like this that have nothing to do with Bitcoin or the price of Bitcoin. It's purely about the technology that is underpinning Bitcoin and the rest of the cryptocurrencies. Nice to see. Take us to Europe, Travis. What's happening in France? France? Well, there's a couple of things happening in Europe. So in France, what they've decided is that they will they are not going to tax crypto to crypto trades. What they will do is they're going to tax the gains whenever you convert back into a traditional currency. That's so, what we need here. That's what that, that makes the most sense, doesn't it? It's like, you know, because if people want to trade and do this and that, like every single trade getting nickel and dime, that's just not, it, it uh, stops people from wanting to trade, which probably they want. But yeah, so France is going to to utilize that law. And what we've seen is that, when France does something in the crypto space, some of the other countries start taking notice as well and start adopting some of those sensible regulations and rules that France is putting into place. That's what we've seen so far. Now, the other piece of news, Mr. Jocom, is that France and Germany have both said they will oppose Facebook's Libra. We do not want your Libra here, Facebook. Go away. Yeah. So they basically had a joint statement last week with uh, the finance ministers from France and Germany having a joint statement, sharing a joint. They were like, this, this Libra stuff, man, we don't like Libra. And then, and then Germany was like, yeah, no, Libra. But <laughs> <the> joint. <laughs> I didn't know that Germans sound like cavemen. No, Libra. Oh, Libra. Libra, Libra bad. Libra bad. <laughs> Pass me another schnitzel. <laughs> <laughs> Schnitzel's good. Uh, so that's what's going well, on over there. You know what they're saying here is that the European Central Bank is maybe working on its own digital currency project. So yes, hmm. which I could, which could be kind of interesting. Would it be the Euro coin? Maybe. Hey, speaking of which, Mr. Joel Com, this is interesting. Uh, so you you turned me on to a show that uh, I don't watch a lot of television, but you were talking about Mr. Robot to me the other day. Mm -hmm. And you talked about how they were creating their own cryptocurrency. So they kind of what predicted Libra and the JP Morgan coin. Is that is that accurate? Well, a little bit. You'll discover. I know you're freshly into the show, and I don't want to put any spoilers out there for people who haven't watched it yet. It's on Amazon Prime with uh, Rami Malek, who's the, the young actor that portrayed Freddie Mercury 
in the uh, the movie about Queen, and it's got Christian Slater in it. And there's a, definitely an, an E coin. They're very it's tongue in cheek in terms of the evil corporation in the um, that you know owns everything in the show because they're actually called Evil Corp. Mm-hmm. And, and eventually, there is an E coin that strives to be the uh, the mainstream cryptocurrency you know in, so you in the face of bitcoin yeah, do you think it's uh sort of mocking google or apple or just kind of all of or microsoft or is it no i don't because think so because here's, the their shows- phone, here's their laptop here's their browser it seemed like they were kind of talking about google a bit well yes they're definitely going after big tech and big banks in in the show but you know it started a few years ago so this is all Obama was still president when the show started. In yeah, fact, you'll see, yeah, yeah, you'll see references, you know, Obama's they kind of tied him into it and they tie Trump into it as time goes on. Mm. Uh, but yes, it's definitely, you know, the show is interesting and there's definitely some cryptocurrency references in the importance of crypto in the show as it goes on. So maybe we uh, can get the uh, the creator of the show to come on back crypto. That'd be fun. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, he's, uh, what's his name? Sam something. Yeah, Sam something. Hey, Sam something. <laughs> <laughs> I am from Sam something. Yeah. Okay, uh, good addition to the show there, Mr. Travis, right? Glad you caught that. So what's happening in Havana? Well, besides, apparently, what are the best cigars in the world? And I wouldn't know because I don't smoke cigars. But Cubans are flocking to crypto to shop online and to send funds in this communist country. That's really interesting. And um, there is a a Telegram channel called Cuba Crypto, where Cubans debate and trade digital currencies. They say there's somewhat 10,000 plus Cubans that are in there using crypto. And uh, so they're using cryptos with their self to top up their cell phone purchases, buying things online. So since there are sanctions, so the U.S. has sanctions on Cuba, they have had since the 60s. I think Obama released some of the sanctions and they put more sanctions back on. I'm not sure. They just eliminated some sanctions. But that's why if you've ever seen, you know, videos or pictures of Cuba, they basically all have cars from pre-1960, right? So there's like a lot of really badass mint, you know, like 56 Chevy and all these other ones, 55 Chevy and all these other really awesome cars there because they never were able to get imports because of all those sanctions. And so it's kept that country relatively poor over time. But now what's happening is, you know, they have smartphones and cryptocurrency is uh, now becoming a primary payment method for Cuba's 1.2 million inhabitants, it looks as if. Still very much a gray area as far as crypto is concerned there. People are concerned that the government is going to restrict cryptocurrencies and that perhaps uh, the government would do like Venezuela and create their own central cryptocurrency. So mm-hmm. we shall have to wait and see how that's going to play out. You know, according to John McAfee, Cuba is beautiful and the people there are super nice. And, you know, what you hear about in the news isn't accurate. So, mm. of course, I, I that doesn't surprise me because the news is not accurate. It's got to be a beautiful country. I mean, it's right there in the Caribbean, right there where all those other beautiful islands are. Uh, you know, if they were free of sanctions, I bet it would be one of the most tourist locations in the world probably so let's hop back over to the other side of the world and in india they were talking about banning crypto completely right that's what they're talking about 
and it looks as if it could be a really, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about it as being a, a brain drain where people are going to leave India and go to other countries, which, you know, that happens quite a bit anyway. But if a large, first large democracy is going to ban crypto and they have drafted this bill, the Economic Times said that the, the banning of cryptocurrency and regulation of official digital currency bill of 2019 has proposed a 10-year prison sentence for anyone who mines, generates, holds, sells, transfers, disposes of, issues, or deals in cryptocurrencies. That's crazy. That's crazy. Get out of India, right? If that, <laughs> You can go to prison for 10 years mm -hmm. for, for using crypto in any way, shape, or form. Well, this is not even a fully you know, mature industry yet. It's still working out its kinks. And for a country with as much technology talent that India has, I mean, there are brilliant developers and programmers that are in India. I think this is just an example of the government trying to cling on to the old ways of control and they're scared and they know that there's so many brilliant people there that could create these amazing uh exchanges and crypto projects that they're just trying to avoid all of that and there they are so people who were starting up in india they wanted to serve india but guess what they are now moving to places like estonia and switzerland and you know uh, Singapore and other places that are crypto friendly, Malta. So what happens is when, when people start banning and countries start banning blockchain projects and crypto projects, it's not going to stop them. All it is is just going to make that innovation leave their country. That innovation leaves, those taxes go away, the talent leaves that country, and they end up losing over time, which is what we're seeing in America. So yeah, thumbs down, India. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think they're going to ban it. I think that they're going to evaluate it further and realize that it would be a huge mistake. And and I don't know why, but when you mentioned Estonia, I wondered if there was a a Rolling Stones knockoff band in Estonia. Mm, I don't know. Right? They'd I have think to we be should, yeah. the Rolling Estonians. Yeah. Maybe maybe we should do a, we should have a joint session in Estonia. Get really estoned. <laughs> Hey, France and Germany were having a joint session there in Estonia. <laughs> well, I'm like Ringo Starr. No, 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 no. I don't know more. Oh, yeah? I'm tired of waking up on the floor. Well, yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah, the no-no song from the 70s. Oh, so I have to add that one to the playlist. Meanwhile, oh. we mentioned earlier in the show that just outside of the top 10, number 11 is Stellar, the XLM coin, and something happened today i mean it got down to like six cents and then it jumped up to 12 with no apparent reason and now it's up you know it's about seven and a half cents it came mm -hmm. back down but it had this whoa like if you were holding it and you were a trader you would have been like oh sell oh you know that's one of those things dude i was literally over this past week i was thinking you know i think i'm gonna dump some in stellar if it's sitting there down there like five and six cents that just seems like a good place to be because we've seen it go up to 40, 50 cents before. And, you know, we were just traveling. I didn't actually make any trades, but I, I felt, I felt a stellar pop coming. Maybe that's why I popped because I didn't act on it. I think that stellar is making some quiet moves, right? I, the fact that they are still a remittance solution 
for uh, cross-country accounts that IBM has implemented, right, in at least seven countries. And we're seeing like, you know, just a, what a, a few episodes ago, we had Brandon on from uh, MobiPay, and that's all built on Stellar, and it's super fast. I'm like, mm. while I'm not a financial advisor and would never tell you what to buy, I'm hodling my Stellar. I'm going to hodl the crap out of it. So what do you got there, Mr. Travis Wright? Oh, man, it's Miller Light time, brother. <laughs> Those of you who can't see, Mr. Travis Wright has popped a cool one out from his fridge. And that's because this story on Forbes, Miller Light's blockchain-based trivia game involves PayPal and a cryptocurrency, but it's not the type you'll see on any exchange. What's this all about? So it looks as if I've not played this yet, Mr. Joel Kahn, but Miller Lite has partnered with Vatom, V-A-T-O-M, Labs, and they've created this thing called Great Taste Trivia. It's a 12-question trivia game served to mobile devices of legal-age drinkers and bars and restaurants across the country. And if a player answers all 12 questions correctly, they receive a prize of $5, which can be used towards a Miller Lite. So... It's part of this Know Your Beer program that they've sort of created. And it looks like the uh, the trivia game is going to be available until September 30th. So I'm not sure exactly where uh, these games are, where it's activated for. But if you guys do, do a search for it, Miller Lite Great Taste Trivia, maybe go and check and see if it's located at your bar. Yeah, interesting enough, I was able to pull this up in my web browser. You could see it's optimized for mobile, but it says Great Taste Trivia. I get three plays. I can click Play Now. And which – here we go, Travis. Let's play. Okay. Which country is the world's largest hop producer? Austria, U.S., Norway, or New Zealand? Probably United States, but my gut says Austria. I'm not sure. Uh, I ran out of time. Apparently, it's time, but you are correct. It is United States. Okay. So I get five, we got to answer faster. Okay. So playing again. Uh, how many grams of sugar are in a Miller Lite? Five, one, zero, or three? Five. Five is incorrect. Three. I'm sorry. It is zero grams of sugar. What? Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So we lose. You guys go try, try it out. Actually, I found it at MillerLite.VadamViewer.com. Maybe that was just because of my web search. But I put it in the show notes along with all the links that you will need for this show at Badco.in forward slash 310 because this is episode number 310 also in the news this week uh, our sponsor eToro they are doing some interesting stuff folks they are aiming to put derivatives on the blockchain with lira programming language so eToro uh, which is based out of israel but it's available worldwide they have revealed a new programming language designed to simplify derivatives trading now Etorial's been around since 07, and they got in the crypto game really early. And so there's an event, uh, the Ethereal Summit Tel Aviv uh, on Sunday, and uh, the blockchain the chief blockchain specialist, Omri Ross, said that the language dubbed Lira will reduce the risk involved in settling financial contracts and enable the creation of a new derivative projects from assets on the Ethereum blockchain. So this was created by eToro X Labs, and they're going to allow institutional investors to begin trading derivatives eventually with this platform. And they have an open sourcing, they're open sourcing the programming language. So to encourage additional community development of anything from simple futures contracts to complex exotic contracts, 
Could, should be interesting. This is a whole new world they're creating over there, Mr. Joel Kahn. Absolutely. Glad to see um, that they've got a department that is, you know, kind of reminds me of the Google Labs, right? They, mm -hmm. They've got people that are trying their hand at a bunch of projects and some of them surface. And it just makes me wonder what else are they working on? Because they've got the resources. Yeah, right? R&D is... labs are huge. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I've been a, I've been a Huawei KOL since like 2013 or 2014 or something like that. And so I've seen a lot of devices. But one thing that's always blew me away about Huawei is that they spend 10 to 15% of their annual revenues on R&D. So they're always working on brand new. They have more R&D than Apple does, more R&D than Oracle, more R&D than all these other companies. And R&D is what runs this. So when you start having a lab and you start putting some of your revenue in that R&D and you start creating new things like what eToro just did here, that's how you build a long-term sustainable company because you're working on new innovative things. And if you don't have R&D, then you have what, ha what happens is you have other companies bypass you. So that's a really good sign for eToro. I like that. And that's the news for this bad news episode. We're now entering the banter portion of the show. How are you, Travis? I'm, I'm okay. And that's the end of the banter portion. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Make sure that you subscribe, review, share the show with somebody that you feel needs to know about the world of cryptocurrency. Uh, we're hitting the road. We're off to Philadelphia for the coinvention to co-invent. We're heading out there. And Mr. Joe Kahn, you're going to be in a movie? What's up with that? Yeah, there's a film called The Impact Factor. That my friend Ken MacArthur is uh, in the process of filming right now. He did a Kickstarter and raised enough money to uh, to do this film. And the premise of the film is that we all have an impact in life, whether we choose to or not, whether from action or inaction. And I've got a couple lines. I'm going to be a tour bus guide. And right so I've got to memorize my lines and get That's ready good. for my close up, Mr. Yeah. Camille. Yeah. And you've, and you've invited me to be an extra on the bus. You are. Get on the bus. I'm going to fart on, on the bus. On. You're going to see people around these faces kind of twitch a little bit. It's because, you know, Travis ripped one. But I'm not going to smile. I'm not going to let anybody know that I did it because I'm an actor. I'm a thespian. Yeah. Master are thespian. A, are you a male thespian? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. More events coming up as well. World Crypticon and Vegas Blockchain Week happening in Lost Wages the last week of uh, october and i'm sure we'll have some other opportunities to meet up with you along the way thanks for listening mr travis wright in your best blockchain accent get us out of here stay bad who's bad the Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.